get ready to rock because I have got way more to cover in this session than um, than I uh, than I'm I am prepared to. We're here in our fifth week. We're wrapping this up, and you know how do you put a nice neat bow on something as big and awesome and powerful as the Holy Spirit? You just can't. You can just study the Holy Spirit from here on out. And uh, so, but we, we're just gonna we're just gonna put a bookend on it. And today we're looking at the fact that the Holy Spirit has got the power and provides the power we need to live the life that God has regenerated us to live. And so we're going to be looking at that this morning. Now, <clears throat> Jesus told us. Go ahead and grab your notes. Jesus told us that it is so much better that he goes away so that the Holy Spirit will come to us. Come to us. Four of the five weeks that I've got to cover in this series, Pastor John blessed us last week. If you weren't here, be sure to go online and get that. But I've had that phrase locked in. That we have to remember that Jesus said it is so much better that he leave. Now we read the Gospels, and man, that was a great place to be in his presence. But he said it was better for all of us if he goes to the Father and that the Holy Spirit comes and is available to us. So we have been looking at how our best friend, the Holy Spirit, so impacts our life. Now, as we've gone through this year so far in 2010, we started off with looking at Me 2.0, that God created in us new creations, that He's regenerated us. Then we looked and we moved forward and talked about moving forward, that God meets us where we are, but Oh my gosh, he loves us so much that he doesn't leave us there. That he takes us forward. That he changes us and shifts us by his power. We looked at a whole series on joy and what it is, the power of joy, and how to have the joy of the Lord in our lives. There's a, there are multiple passages that talk about joy connected with the Holy Spirit. Then the previous series, we looked at in Christ and what it means to be in Christ. What that means for our lives, that we are now positioned somewhere. We're not earning this. We're not creating it with our own strength. We accept by faith what God has done in our lives through Christ, and we are now positioned. Well, guess what? We're now in that position, but then we have to begin to take advantage of all the blessings that come with it. If we don't, then maybe there's all of this that is accessible to us that we are just absolutely missing out on. Have y'all noticed my, ever seen my real inconspicuous pickup? <laughs> that uh, crazy looking camouflage uh, truck, uh, blue and black and oxidized paint and all that fun stuff. My, my Dodge, it, uh, it, it's camo and it does the reverse effect. It does not blend in. And uh, it's an old truck, and it has its issues. Well, um, I have a, a good friend of mine that will go nameless that I loaned my truck to. And I uh, broke the knobs off my air conditioning. Just snapped them off. I mean, the brute just got too much strength, and he snapped the knobs off my AC. Well, when it's a 100 and stinking something degrees outside, you want some AC. So it takes everything within me to, you know, think nice things of that buddy of mine. And uh, 
that, uh, that snap my knobs off. Well, what's actually, what's, it's actually my bad at this point that I am, uh, have to suffer in heat when I drive my truck because I got on this wonderful thing called eBay. It's amazing, and you can find anything in that, right, Charles? That's right. You can find all sorts of cool stuff on eBay, and I bought me some new controls, okay? Those new controls are mine. I own them. They're in a box in the back seat of my truck because I have not taken the time to tear the dash off and put that control unit in there. I have a compressor that works. I have a blower that works. I have Freon or Coolant or whatever they call it in there. My, I have everything that I need, but there's a missing thing. The thing that hooks up the power, the thing that controls it all, is stuffed in a box in the back seat. We want to make sure, please get this out of this series. It is so much better can I go through life driving that pickup without that? Sure. Is, my, is life way better if I just take the time to stick those knobs in and make it work? Absolutely. We can, we can eke through life. We can make it in, to, without having to sit there and be in this constant place of an acknowledgement of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. There are lots of believers who have done it throughout history. But Jesus, over and over, when he was about to, to go and ascend to the Father, he talked to his disciples over and over. That's what John 14, 15, 16, and part of 17 are all about. Jesus teaching his disciples about the blessing they were about to get. So let's jump in here. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea, and Samaria and to the ends of the earth but you will receive power see the the power of God is connected to the Holy Spirit if we are not aware and acknowledge the operation of the Holy Spirit in our lives we deny ourselves the power to live the life we will automatically default to our own strength, our own power, our own abilities. We will. And that's when we get into this thing of constantly trying harder and seeming to fail more grand over and over again. Whenever we forget to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Cutie and I just came back. She said we went to, to Oklahoma City. We went there, made a mad dash trip. And there it's, it's this, uh, Oklahoma City is the center for a, one of the four organizations we support, our missions organization. We will cut them a check tomorrow morning. We cut them a check every Monday morning. And uh, there's four uh, organizations we support. Reaching Souls International is one of them. We were there at the Cowboy Hall of Fame, this huge, big banquet hall. There was 600 of us that had come in to celebrate what Reaching Souls had, had done around the world. And these folks are tapping into the power that Jesus talked about right here to be a witness to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, I just want you to see, I'm just going to give you the numbers right quick. And these numbers are absolutely mind-blowing. And they knew that they were mind-blowing and that people would automatically be skeptical. So they had a whole presentation to show you because they verify everything. But through their local indigenous missionaries, they have over a thousand that they support, and we help support those. 
They had 2.9 million salvations last year. 2.9 million salvations in sub-Saharan Africa. 413,000 water baptisms. Full immersions. They're not driving down the road with a water hose counting everybody that gets wet. These are people that they actually stood there, made made the declaration of faith, and they baptized them. Now, you have to understand in sub-Saharan Africa, baptisms are not easy. They happen two ways. There's the places that have no water, that they dig a hole. They get a plastic liner and stick it in there and lug water for miles to fill it up. And then people line up to make their declaration and follow in the waters of baptism with Christ. Yeah, I mean, we have it so easy. The other group, where there is water, walk down to the river. And there's three guys. There's the baptism guy. And then there's a guy with a big stick and another guy with a big stick that are in the river. The guys with the big stick on each side are watching for crocodiles to smack them. So that when they stick somebody under, they pull them back up again. It just it kind of squelches the whole atmosphere. Brother Joe never comes back. The next one just kind of, whoop, I don't know that I want this. He was raptured. He was raptured. That is his own personal thing. No. I mean, these people are hardcore. And we got to sit there and hear the passion as they flew one of their, their local missionaries in from, from Zimbabwe and to just hear their passion that they, and the, that they preach and have, they have this wonderful system of open-air ministry and one-on-one discipleship as they meet. And, and it is just absolutely amazing. They make sure and they believe in church planning like we do and the, and the power of, of relationship and started 2,813 churches last year in sub-Saharan Africa to get those people involved in local church. And then on the side, there were some orphans, 326 orphans that, that, that needed to be cared for, and they took them in to care for them. That was what we got. That is what you're a part of every week as you contribute and, and believe in the ministry here. It is, a, it is a beautiful thing. But that kind of results are achieved not by man. Man can't do that kind of stuff. It is simply by the, the wisdom and the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. And God wants us to have that kind of power in our lives. Now, see, I want, there's a pivotal verse here we've got to get down. Okay? Here in Matthew twenty two twenty nine, 29, Jesus is referring to the Sadducees in this verse. And they were trying to snare him. They were trying to, to get him. They ran through this scenario that really happened. Some seven brothers. Oldest guy married this, marries this young lady at the time. And that they do not have children together. And there was a tradition that the, if, if the brother dies, the next brother married and raises up a family. And all seven brothers, boom, 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 one died. Somebody all begin to raise a little eyebrow. What's up with this lady? Um, and so, but all seven of them marry this lady all seven of them did it was they were given a real life example of what happened and they hit him with the question well who's whose wife is she going to be she was married to all of them and in the, in the resurrection who who she whose wife is she going to be because they didn't believe in the resurrection they're like all right here's this thing and of course jesus nails them with this and i think this scripture doesn't just fit them and their it, it fits all of us if when we are trying to deal with the things of god 
if we don't have this. Now let's read 22, 29. It says, Jesus replied, you are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. We have to have an awareness and an understanding of both. We have to know that God gave us the scriptures, the word of God to teach us and to train us. To, and that he's given us the power of the Holy Spirit to guide us and to reveal all truth in our lives. And we get into error if we get off of those two things. If we get off of the scripture or the power of God, we get into thinking things goofy like the Sadducees did. And anytime we do it, so we have to make sure that we embrace the scriptures and the power of God. Now, the other thing that I want you to understand when we, when we really get this in our heart of how good it is that God gave us the Holy Spirit, that, that, it, that Jesus was not exaggerating, we have to understand that the life and ministry of Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, when he did his, his baptism, at that point, we have where the, the, the father says, this is my son and who I'm, I'm, I'm well pleased. And that is when the Holy Spirit descended upon him. He began to walk in power in his own ministry. He was God in the flesh. And he began to walk in power in his ministry when, the Holy, when he and the Holy Spirit was there. Now, Jesus had the Holy Spirit without measure. But I want you to see this even from conception. I love this. Luke 1.35, the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit being connected with the power of God tied right there into Jesus' conception. And so the Holy One will be born and he will be called the Son of God. From Jesus' very conception, it was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Luke 4, when the devil had finished all his tempting after the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus with his baptism, then he immediately went off into those 40 days into the wilderness fasting and was tempted by Satan. And then here we are when Satan had finished all of his tempting, he left until an opportune time. And we could do a whole series on that. Says, and then Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread throughout the whole countryside he didn't go he's jesus and he didn't go in his own power he went in the power of the holy spirit luke 4 18 through 19 the spirit he says the spirit of the lord is upon me and then he begins to say why this is the same reason you and i have the holy spirit this is the same reason god wants to pour it out on us and empower us it says the holy the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. And he sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. His ministry, what he was doing, that we can now have right standing with God. Our needs can be met, that God's favor is poured out on us. That's why the Holy Spirit 
was poured out on Jesus. This next verse isn't in your notes. We didn't have room for everything. But Acts 10, 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. He was there, it was the, by, by the power of the Holy Spirit that he was conceived. It was by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' life that he did his miracles and his ministry. The apostles, when they told the story, connected it to the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' life. In Jesus' life. Now, that, understanding that, we have and that as a baseline. All of a sudden, this next stuff just gets really exciting it just gets so awesome because the power of the holy spirit is a vital part of living the new life that we have in christ now see we will see the first taste that the apostles got of this when they were at that point just simply referred to 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 as his disciples and here in luke chapter 9 then jesus is about to send them out to do his ministry and here we go. It says, and when Jesus called the 12 together, he gave them power. Remember, that's always connected to the Holy Spirit. And authority to drive out demons, to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. That looks amazingly like what Jesus said that the Holy Spirit was on him to do. And as he sends his disciples out. He gives them power to do it. He did not send them without power. He did not give them a job to do without giving them the power to do it. And then we look here in Luke 24. We're going to be in 45 and 49. It says, and, and then this is after Jesus' resurrection. It says, and then he opened their minds so that they could understand. Stand the scriptures. Remember, Jesus said, you are jacked up. You are in error. You're going to get off in crazy land if you are not rooted in the scriptures and the power. You don't understand the scriptures and the power. So he opened their mind to the scriptures. Boom. Making sure they stay focused right there. And then in verse 49, we jump down to 49, and he says, and I'm going to send you what my father has promised and he had told them about the promise of the Father right there after the, the um, Lord's Supper, right there in John 14, 15, 16. He talked to him about it. He said, okay, I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. He opened their minds to the Scriptures and said, stay right here until you get the power part. Their minds were already open to the scriptures, folks. It wasn't that they didn't have the education. It wasn't that they didn't understand. They understood. But they still needed the power part. Jesus himself opened their mind to the scriptures. You can't have a better teacher than that. You can't have a better degree hung on your wall than Jesus opened my mind to the scriptures. It's the best theology degree ever. But he said, all right, even though you've got that, hold up and wait until you receive the promise that my father sent you. 
don't go. You understand all this. All these prophecies, all my ministry, everything that didn't quite fit together. Whoosh. Their minds were open to the scriptures. They understood it. They said, don't go. Don't go. You have to have the power. Now let's look here at Acts chapter 1. And it says, and on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them. Now, you remember that Jesus didn't just rise from the grave and then, boop, bolt out. He was here 40 days teaching, proving himself to them, showing them so that they wouldn't go, oh, it was mass hallucination. It was day after day after day after day they were hanging out with resurrected Jesus. And on one of those days, it says, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days... You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then we jump down to verse 8. And it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So now they have their assignment. They have their understanding of the scriptures. And now they have their assignment. And they're still told to put it in part, boys, and wait. How important can us having the power of the Holy Spirit be if Jesus puts their assignment on hold for them to receive this? It is absolutely vital. There, is no, there are no two ways about it. They are absolutely vital. Romans 15.13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This, folks, is one of our core scriptures. This is part of what our vision is built on. We know our assignment is to help people to know God better and to trust him more. And ultimately, we see here in our, in our, in our launch scripture that though we may pray that the God of hope fills you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is so important, so important. Let me hit these scriptures. They're not in here. Again, like I said, I had so much I wanted to say. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. You know, if it was just a matter of talk, they could have run with their minds being open to the scriptures. They could have gone and just talked. Talked about all the wonderful knowledge that they had. They understood the prophecies, understand who Jesus was. They could have just talked. But that's not what the kingdom of God is about. Simple knowledge and simple talk does not transform lives. The power of God does. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit, first and foremost, of power and of love and of self-discipline or a sound mind colossians chapter one it says and we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the lord and may please him in every way bearing fruit remember pastor john talked about that the holy spirit produces fruit in our lives bearing fruit in every good work growing 
in the knowledge of God. Of course, we want to know God better and trust Him more. Being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. So that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father. Who, and this is what I love about this passage, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints. Remember, we talked about in Christ, we're positioned. God did the qualifying. We're not having to earn this thing. God, I need to be so good so that I can have the power to live. No, we have the power so that we can. We don't have to earn this thing. We don't have to make this little deposit in the Holy Spirit bank so that we can do something. God, in his graciousness, qualified us himself. Why? Because we couldn't qualify ourselves. It was just, it's just a hopeless case. Oh, I just love this. 2 Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. His divine power has already given it to us. Power of God working in our lives. The power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit also, you have to understand this, wants to empower you where you are, how you are. That's why we've had so much foundational work making everybody understand that we're not trying to earn God's love. We're not trying to be good enough for Him to smile on us and want to do something in our lives. Jesus did it. Jesus made us right with God. And now we, in this position of being right with God, God wants to pour His Spirit out on our lives where we are, how we are. I want to tell you, I grew up in a Christian home. And I, I, I did. I wanted to, to do right. Y'all heard the story months and months ago how I got in trouble in the fourth grade for uh, doing weddings with my peers there, for other fourth graders. Because <laughs> uh, I, I was the preacher. I was the one who carried my little Bible to school, and I preached at school. So when the little boyfriends and girlfriends wanted to get married, well, they, who would they go to? They go to the preacher. And so I would pull out my little Gideon Bible and read something, and then, you know, uh, pronounce them uh, man and wife. And my, my teacher got real mad at me for that, and, uh, which I was not understanding and all that. So, but that was, just, that, that was just always in me to, to want to serve God. And then I'd go through these things and I just, I just, I just would fail so miserably. And then I, I had this moment in my senior year in high school where I said, oh God, you know, I, I, I so want to serve you, but I hate, I hate the failure. I hate it. I can't stand it. It just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be another hypocrite. I'm not going to be one of those people who make you look bad. So I'm just going to be a moron and not tell anybody I'm on your team. And that's going to be better for you, I promise, God. I told, this is totally going to work out better for you if I just run below the radar and uh, don't give you a bad name. And, man, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit just began to move on my life. And finally, halfway through my freshman year, I finally said yes to God. I couldn't imagine how I was going to deal with these issues I was so intimidated of. I was so intimidated of trying to live for God. I just knew I couldn't do it. I was so intimidated, and thank God, my earnestness, I was hungry for God. 
and he got me hooked up with somebody who taught me. And, and he was on, up here talking to you last week. And he taught me right here about the power of the Holy Spirit. And that the Holy Spirit wants to fill me up. Wants to baptize me and empower me. And that it's not about me doing it myself. It's about embracing the God. That would, through the Holy Spirit, living life, making those changes in me as I simply obey His leading. And that all the other stuff that's in process, it's cool. Just listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying today. And I'm telling you, my life changed forever when I embraced this part, when I quit trying to do it on my own. My life changed forever. Please. Please understand, as your pastor, I want you to win. But you can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't. I don't want you to beat your head on the wall and say, I've got this desire. I know God's redeemed me. I want to do this. I want to this. I've got these righteous things in me. But I keep doing the same stupid thing over and over again. I don't want you to live your life frustrated that way. And if you will embrace the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. I'm telling you, it's not an overnight thing because we have to, our minds have to be renewed. But bless God, the Holy Spirit helps that happen. We have, there all this process of the Holy Spirit helps make this happen. See, 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. See, you know, God ended up getting more glory as people saw my little snot-nosed self begin to transform than if I'd have tried to walk around and live self-righteous in my own strength. When people saw that it wasn't me, that it was God, all of a sudden that began to make disciples. That began to make some changes in other people. When I was so intimidated of messing up in other people's lives, when I embraced the power of the Holy Spirit... All of a sudden, that God began to, to show himself off in my messed up earthen jar life and began to transform me. And he's still working on me. There's some more passages of Scripture. Please read them, but we've got to close. But I want you to know that last one, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, verse 4 says, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. That promise that we got in Acts chapter 1, 8, that the, the, the power is going to come on you, they obeyed, they waited. They had the assignment, they had the understanding of Scripture, but they waited. And it says, And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues as the, as the Spirit enabled them. But see, this wasn't a one-time thing. Peter and John were there. They were there, but let's look here in Acts chapter 4. It says, after they prayed, Peter and John are here again. The place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Peter and John are filled with the Spirit on Acts chapter 2. All of a sudden, they begin to, they're refilled in Acts chapter 4. Then we see in Acts chapter 9 that it says, He has sent them... <clears throat> sent me to you so that you may see again and be filled with the Spirit, where Paul is filled with the Spirit. 
there, the disciples, the disciples again in Acts chapter 13 were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And Paul tells us in Ephesians 5, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And how many of us want that? Want to not be foolish and want to understand what God's will is. He says, don't give yourself to other things. Don't to being drunk with wine and, and the things that lead to debauchery or sin or, 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 or wastefulness. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You look at the Greek of this filled. It's not a one-time thing. It's a perpetual thing. It's be being filled. It's constantly say, God, fill me. Fill me. I need the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. You said it was better that you go so that I could have the Holy Spirit. And I need this. I ask this and I pray this simple prayer on a regular basis. Lord, just fill me fresh. God, I have to be full. I have to be full. He's already said we have this treasure in earthen vessels. In cracked, leaky vessels. We, we, we have to continually it's not this one time thing where we think say thank you God for filling me I'm done I'm good I put the little closed it sealed it vacuum sealed it got me lots of Holy Spirit and I'm done no we need this ongoing filling I challenge you this morning to just pray that prayer Lord fill me up I know I need the Holy Spirit I know I need the power that the Holy Spirit brings. I know that, it, that the Holy Spirit isn't going to make me weird. I don't have to be intimidated of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has gifts He wants to bring into my life and, and give me prophetic direction and give me knowledge and wisdom I can't have on my own. I need the Holy Spirit. I dare you to pray that. I dare you to get hungry for the things of God. I dare you to. Let's just quickly just, I want you to bow your heads. We need to make sure, because that's step one, is you have to receive Christ. The Holy Spirit is available to all believers. When we, and we, we are born again by the Spirit, and we have the Spirit. Don't let anybody tell you that if any believer doesn't have the Holy Spirit. We all do. That's what's made us alive. We have the Spirit of God within us. But I'm telling you, we can also be consumed by the Holy Spirit, be filled up by the Holy Spirit. If there's anybody here, 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 if there's anybody